hello and welcome to another edition of the Independent Grind Podcast, a conversation about the independent coffee shop and why we love her. To all of our listeners out there, to the ones who've been with us since day one and the ones joining us for the very first time, welcome. This is a show for the grinders, by the grinders. So please, share us with your friends, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and most important of all, sip local and tip well. Before we jump into the show, Matthew, I believe we owe our listeners some facts on tap. That's right. No matter whether or not you are speeding down the interstate right now with coffee in hand or sitting at your kitchen table, we are here to provide you with some piping hot coffee trivia to jumpstart your morning. This fact on tap is an interactive one. I'm going to put you on the spot, John. Where are the only two places in North America that coffee is grown? I think I've read that maybe Hawaii, and then I want to say they're doing some experimental stuff in our home state, Georgia. Uh, it is not Georgia, but that's I, I appreciate your optimism. <laughs> uh, 50% credit, Hawaii and Puerto Rico. That's That sounds about right, 50%. I even may or may not have Googled Googled that as quickly as I could. That was that was literally college for me. College was just doing the reading assignment and still failing the pop quiz. All right. Today, the show heads back to the East Atlanta community of Decatur, where Matthew stopped by Waller's Coffee Shop. For our Atlanta listeners, Waller is the place to go if you want to grab a cup of coffee and listen to some great music. They do all kinds of events, concerts, open mics, singer-songwriter showcases, while at the same time keeping its identity as a cool independent coffee shop where you can go do some work or just hang out in the middle of your day. Matthew sat down with the owner, Jason, a singer-songwriter himself, and talked through the process of what it's like to open a coffee shop when you have no background in entrepreneurship or coffee. Before we roll into the interview, Matthew, give our listeners a little taste, some additional background on how Waller's Coffee Shop came to be. About five years ago, uh, Jason was married with kids, living the feaster famine life of a musician, and he felt like he'd kind of bottomed out. And around that time, he saw a for lease sign on this building right around the corner from his house. It had space for a music venue, both indoors and outdoors, plenty of parking, and could easily double as a coffee shop. Um, If you're not careful, when you talk to Jason, he can fool you with his humility. Uh, he likes to point out how little business experience he had prior to opening Wallers, which no doubt has provided some growing pains. But he has put in a ton of work to this business, and he's turned Wallers into an invaluable space for members of the community to gather and live alongside each other. Here are a few clips of Jason describing his early experiences with entrepreneurship and how he turned Waller's into a reality. Creating and starting and keeping this place open was an unattainable goal when I thought about it. When I mentioned it to my loved ones, they laughed. I was like, they were like, You're, this is the dumbest thing you've ever said to us. But, you know, that's not why I did it. And so it was just kind of like, when I was telling people in the early stages, it was, uh, you kind of tell where the support lied by people's reactions. And um, got a couple of blunt friends that were like, hey man, you're gonna have to need to learn how to do math. (laughs) 
you're gonna have to, uh, you know, keep records of stuff, you know? <laughs> you're gonna have to, you know, you have to write checks, keep a, keep a bank balance. And I'm like, yeah, I'm aware of all the things I do not know at this point. And I just went for it. Um, started learning about it. I had never worked in coffee before. I worked in the service industry um, on various jobs, including while I was I had I was paying rent here and then working for someone else <laughs> mm-hmm. just to try to make some make some monies. Um, yeah, and from there it was uh, just constant failing of forward and not not giving up really when I have I've had every chance to what are some of the you know maybe a handful of the 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 biggest lessons that you've learned as as a business owner that you can pass along to any aspiring entrepreneurs just don't don't do it (laughs) it's like unless you're willing unless you have like financial support um and or you know maybe just an extraordinary skill in a certain area um it takes a lot of hard work and uh a lot of it was raising money uh, month to month we'd have rent parties i'd get like eight or nine of my musician buddies come play for eight hours whatever and uh, we just at the end of the month have to try to raise the rent money you know um it was ridiculous but the community wanted to keep us around and they kept showing up for us and yeah, it was pretty, uh, it's been pretty amazing how much support I've gotten. I, I can't, I don't know, I, I can't describe, like, what a, we, we wouldn't be open if it wasn't for, you know, individuals. I see an individual in the cafe right now who helped me paint the walls in here and uh, helped paint my office, actually, when we weren't even open. What was the biggest learning curve as far as getting up to speed? from a coffee standpoint? Oh man, YouTube is invaluable. I just, there's so many free educational tools about coffee and information about coffee and uh, people vlogging and blogging and um, and so I just pretty much went to work like just watching videos and uh, that was, um, it's like when I'd wake up in the morning, watch a couple, you know, throughout the day, and then right as I'm going to bed at night, just, and so I had never pulled a shot of espresso until I bought the machine that we have. And, uh, but I had done it in my mind so many times that I was like, oh, this is great. Um, this is easy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, like, my coffee in, my journey in coffee started with this coffee shop, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I would do French press. I, I used to work as an at-risk youth counselor in the woods, and uh, we'd do eight days in, in backpacks, sleeping under tents, and hiking around North Georgia. And, yeah, it was like 8 o'clock coffee, already ground up all week, like putting powdered sugar and powder in... French vanilla powder. So I, was, I wouldn't say I was a coffee drinker. When you own a small business, your why has to be able to sustain you through the inevitable setbacks. That's something we've learned on the independent grind from the owners we've talked to. And for Jason, his why starts with the community. So that kind of community of folks is what I love about this place. So like my regulars who 
I'm a part of their routine, and that just that means way more than they know it means to me, I guess. Maybe nobody knows what that means. It's like, I don't know, it's like an agreement that we both have that we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna be supportive of each other. Um, like, privileged is what I feel. Another big piece of Jason's why is that he's able to provide a space for initiatives that are personally meaningful to him. Um, and that's one of the great parts about being your own boss, owning a business, is that you have a lot more influence over what you do on a daily basis. Uh, for example, he's currently trying to put together a fundraiser concert uh, to spread awareness about overdose reversal treatments. Uh, he talked about how important things like that are to his daily purpose. Using the space for just to make our world a little better. You know, I was like, I've always wanted to have some kind of impact. And uh, this is, feels like the greatest impact I could be having with all of my skill sets. And so it's worth all of the headaches that come along with it. The intersection of music with coffee is a huge part of Waller's Coffee Shop. So let's go ahead and shift gears to Jason's background with music and how that featured into starting a coffee shop. As a teenager, I was in punk bands in Clayton County, and Decatur was the city. This is the big city. I live in the big city now, <laughs> which is actually this what a suburb of Atlanta. For sure. um, people call it say downtown, and I'm I'm thinking that downtown Decatur is the big city. You know? um, uh, and then uh, just being in bands, um, I moved. I was living in Asheville, North Carolina for a year. Um, when I was doing the hiking with At Risk Youth, it was eight days on up in North Georgia. And sometimes I'd go like to Asheville for a day or two on the tail end or the, the front end of one of my shifts. I was playing, um, just been doing like a lot of songwriter stuff and uh, fell in love with bluegrass music, which brought me back to country music and like rock and roll music and so for I guess 10 years I was playing in different bands in Atlanta and um, and then I was running open mics and I had a bluegrass brunch at a place in Kirkwood I did that for four years and I was I was doing all these events at different places and this is what led me to this place is because I was like why am I making all these people money why am I why am I like they're making all this money off of food and alcohol sales, and uh, you know, I'm barely being able to pay the musicians that I've got. I haven't really seen a big bit <laughs> benefit in having my own place versus what I was doing before, um, but uh, it was one of the one of the sparks of it. Given his experience as a musician, he's been able to bring together an eclectic group of musicians and bands to do events at Waller's, which I love. Uh, it's a great place to go on a Saturday night because there's a ton of variety from week to week. And what's even more interesting, a lot of the acts that Jason has brought in have made it big time not too long after coming through Waller's. And as this last clip will indicate, they're not always the ones you expect. It's been pretty crazy. Um, I guess it was January, second of 2020 we had sas sax squatch have you heard of sax squatch it's exactly what you think it is it's a man in a, um, a sasquatch outfit playing a saxophone 
and he has a table and he does all these backing tracks and he does lead saxophone to the songs. I thought it was brilliant. I saw him on Instagram and I saw that he was coming through on tour and I, was, I just sent him a message and I was like, hey man, what's your rate? <laughs> and it was very, it was very reasonable and uh, so that's how I started 2020 was, was with Sax Squatch. Um, it ended after, not as well, but um, he's playing on Fallon. He's like on that uh, no new way. Fallon show about songs. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've had guys come through and they end up playing Red Rocks like six months later. We love that independent coffee shops are just stepping stones for playing venues like the Red Rocks. <laughs> or Fallon. Yeah, you just got to stay tuned. I mean, we had a couple episodes ago, we had one of the coffee shop owners just mid-interview. Oh, hey, Congresswoman, how are you? Coffee shops are truly the center of our culture, politics, and life. Good stuff, Matthew. Good stuff. Okay, it's time for a few shots of espresso. Time to add a little caffeine, rapid-fire questions to our morning. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. First question. Who is the greatest living songwriter? Mm. Jackson Brown is definitely my favorite living songwriter. Bob Dylan also comes to mind. And I would also say James Taylor. I'd put him in the, in the mix. Next question. Where were you the first time you heard the song Let Her Go by Passenger? <laughs> also, would you like to go back and try to answer your first question again? Oh, my gosh. God, Passenger is a great songwriter. Um, I was a senior in high school when, when Let Her Go came out. And I believe I was in the car. I'm not positive about that. Next question. So we talked about sax squatch, which made me think of obviously Bigfoot. And so I wanted to ask you, do you know which state has reported the most Bigfoot sightings? Montana? No, there's like there's like more Bigfoots in Montana than people. There have been 98 sightings of Bigfoot reported in, in PA, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Why were, you know, all the good people of Pennsylvania have, uh, yeah, that's, they've seen Bigfoot a time or two. I never would have, I never would have guessed that the, uh, the Pennsylvania Knights had such great imaginations. Have you been to any music festivals? I have been to one music festival in San Diego, Lifehouse Live. It was electric. Okay. So I was going to ask you your favorite music festival. It sounds like that's, that's the one. Yeah, Wait, which one was it? It was called Bonobos. Yeah. In, in fact, this is actually interesting. The reason I went out there, went out there with a friend to see a band from Athens called Wallers or Waller. Very wide ranging cast of bands. There was the Revivalists, Cheryl Crow, Colby Calais, Duran Duran. All right. I'm going to read some quotes from actors. <laughs> Uh, who like coffee. So these are coffee quotes from actors. And I want you to try to guess who the actor is. So this is an Australian actor who writes... Hugh Jackman. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only Australian actor I know. So Okay, so he said his love of coffee comes about because, you know, an, an influx of Italian immigrants after World War II ensured that in Australia, the word cappuccino 
was was common in cafes long before you know 20 years before it came to america all right whatever yeah it's actually they they also popularized flat whites before they got brought to america okay this is a this is a comedian an american comedian who writes uh that the reason you know he loves coffee is you know i think the answer is we all need a little help and the coffee is a little help with everything social energy don't know what to do next don't know how to start my day don't know how to get through this afternoon don't know how to stay alert we want to do a lot of stuff. We're not in great shape. We didn't get a good night's sleep. Yeah, sign Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're a little depressed. Coffee <laughs> solves all these problems in one delightful little cup. Man, I love Jerry. All right, I wanted. I, want, I, 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 I don't want to brag, but I could have said that after the first sentence. But I wanted to give you time to read some of it. Well, um, you'll have no problem with this next one. <laughs> this is a Chinese actor who writes, <laughs> "Coffee, like music and movies." Knows no barriers. Coffee is also a language in itself. When you watch my movies, you think of Jackie Chan. When you drink coffee, <laughs> when you drink coffee, I hope you will also think Jackie Chan. Who who's that guy from The Hangover? This is no, this is Jackie. Jackie Chan said this. this oh, Jackie Chan. <laughs> he said this is Jackie Chan back in 2006 when he he announced plans to open a chain of coffee shops in in Asia. And he's just like, when you see my movies, I hope you think Jackie Chan. When you drink coffee, I also hope you think Jackie Chan. Okay, and last one. Uh, this is a late night talk show host who writes, I drink way too much coffee. But if it weren't for the coffee, I'd have no identifiable personality whatsoever. So that's what we have here. David Letterman. Yeah, this was annoying. You were really good at this. Well, I mean, on that one, if you hadn't said it was the 90s, I would have guessed someone different. Well, I think, I mean, Leto was... Wasn't Jared Leto balling out in the uh, not Jared Leto, Jay Leno. Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno. <laughs> we were really stumbling to the finish line on this one. I think I said earlier, I don't know ask me about pronunciations. It's not my not my game. Oh god. Yeah, Jay, Jay Leno was 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 rocking out in the nineties. Yeah, but I know that if you're gonna give me a quote from the nineties, it's not gonna be Jay Leno. I know you too well. That's the problem with this game. Alright, that is a wrap for this episode of the Independent Grind Podcast. Give us a follow on Instagram, the underscore independent grind, and drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you enjoy the grind as much as we do. And as always, email us your questions and thoughts to yourindependentgrind at gmail.com. Until we meet again next Tuesday, sip local, tip well. Mm-hmm.